Welcome to Season 2 of the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is June 13th, 2020, and I believe today is Juneteenth, which is the day that the United States declared that there will be no more slavery. So it is a day that a lot of corporate businesses are getting into simply because of what's going on with the whole George Floyd situation and the riots and the protesting and the people burning things down. This has been some type of year, six months in. First, we had the whole coronavirus pandemic. Then we had the killer bees, uh, murder hornets is what they called, what people are calling them. And now we have the George Floyd situation and most recently um, somewhere in California, Palmdale, I believe um, that's a city where they say the KKK lives there and there's a lot of um, Confederate racists that live there. And so it had been reported yesterday on the 12th of June that a young black man hung himself from a tree by City Hall in Palmdale. And so the people are outraged because no one lynches themselves in 2020. The people believe that it was a Klansman that hung that young man. And they're saying in that area there is a plethora of cameras and no tape so far has surfaced to show the truth. And um, this is going to be a riot in California. We've also entered the season of natural disasters. There is a lot happening <laughs> in the last six months of 2020. There had also been two laws passed, um, excuse me, one called the Brianna, Briona, Briona's Law. This was a woman who was in her apartment sleeping and the police kicked down her door and shot her and killed her while she was sleeping. So now there's a new law that says the police have to turn on their cameras five minutes before executing a warrant and they must announce themselves and not just go into a person's home and I believe it's called the no knock law anyone who breaks this law allegedly commits a felony then we have another law that was recently passed I don't remember the name of it uh, but it was behind the young man who was choked to death by the police. So there's a law that is called the no choke law, where police officers can no longer use the choke hold as a restraint because their choke holds are killing people. Then we have our president who's still tweeting the craziest things. And he has a new name, 
and his new name is Bunker Boy. They're saying when the riots and everything happened, he ran to his bunker. And, um, you know, people have a lot to say about him. But what I find most intriguing is how Caucasian people don't like him. And they're saying the funniest, I think, in my own personal opinion, that they are saying the funniest things about him. They're calling him a dog uh, that whistles and, you know, you got the whole bunker boy thing and they say all sorts of things. So the saga continues. The first thing that I want to say on this podcast, um, as some of you know that have listened to previous podcasts that I have created is... I like to create podcasts when um, I have that aha moment and share it with my tribe in hopes that what I've learned will answer your questions. So the first thing I want to say is to anyone who's listening to this and you're a front end worker not frontline worker, but you're a front-end worker, you're a supervisor, or you're a manager, especially you micromanaging people that like to micromanage and dictate employees. For you that like to know all of your rights, on a job, but hide an employee's rights from the employee, I'm talking to you. And I want you to pay close attention because I see a lot of you leaders that have been given leadership roles make this mistake. And I like to call this phrase the kiss of death. You guys like to say when an employee comes to you with a circumstance or a situation, you guys like to say, let me see what I can do. That is the very phrase that I call the kiss of death. Let me see what I can do. And then you guys go on about your business and you completely forget about it. And you move on. While the employee is waiting for a resolution. And so the employee comes back to you because you never went to them with the resolution. And let's be honest, you never had any intentions on going to the employee with a resolution, which is why you said, let me see what I can do. The kiss of death. And so when the employee comes back to you, you're like, oh yeah, Now remember, now I remember, and you come up with some other thing. Here's what I want you to know. When you say to an employee, let me see what I can do, they are trusting you to, number one, do your job, and number two, come up with a resolution, number three, 
do what's fair. They're trusting you. And when they go back to you a second time and you give them an excuse, they no longer trust you. And you know what happens when a person don't trust you? It's like when your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your child or your neighbor, whoever, when they lose trust in you, the two of you begin to bump heads. And you're thinking the problem is over, you know, the dishes in the sink or, you know, you wet the bathroom floor. That's not the problem. The problem is the person lost trust in you. The leader. The one who has been given the leadership role. And so now you front end workers, supervisors and managers, micromanagers. You now have a rebellious employee because they do not trust you. If you care, because I know once you get a certain title, a certain role, a certain position, it becomes less about the job and more about the politics on the job. Politics and acquisitions, so forth and so on. If you care to remember that you started from the bottom and now you're here. If you remember how you struggled. If you remembered how someone dictated you on that same job or a previous job, even if it was 10, 15 years ago. If you care to remember how other people on the job has made you feel. Remember when you have that rebellious employee that you have just broken trust. If you want to have a cohesive environment at the workplace, it would be wise to not break a person's trust. Apply that theory all across the board. Don't just apply it to your employees. Apply it to the person that you're having sex with. And apply it to your children, to your family, to your friends, to your business partners. Don't break trust. Moving right along to my second topic. In a previous podcast, I talk about neighbors. Um, I want you to go back and listen to that podcast. I believe I titled it Neighbors. So for the past six or seven weeks, I have been dealing with a nuisancing neighbor. And she is almost 90 years old. She has a walker, and my bedroom is her living room. 
And so, how this all started was because she got mad about me not answering my phone. And I don't know what made her think I'm obligated to answer her anytime she gets a whim to call me. The last time I checked, I was the one paying my bills. The last time I checked, I am the only one that has to live my life. If I do something wrong, there's consequences. If I do something right, there's doors of opportunity for me. There's a yin and a yang to everything. And so she got mad because I wouldn't answer my phone. And so I asked her if she was mad about it. And she decided to hide the fact that she really is. And I don't mean just a, a little bit mad. I mean, she becomes enraged. It's like she can explode, combust from the level of anger about me not answering my phone. Well, I said to her, okay, you want to hide it? You know something, Tribe, I would prefer for a person to come to me and tell me, like, be an adult. Like, I'm over 40 years old. And I expect the person to be an adult. I give people till around 35 to mature into adulthood. And at that point, you should be able to express yourself uh, effectively and not in a dysfunctional way. And I would appreciate it if she was a woman and came to me and said, I hurt her feelings. As opposed to being childish and petty and getting revenge on me. So what she likes to do is sound like a hippopotamus and stomp five, six, seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning at that. And she likes to drag her walker and pick it up and slam it down on the floor. And she's doing all of this over my bedroom ceiling. And I'm saying to myself, you know, none of this was happening until I gave her my phone number. None of it happened. Now there's all this drama behind me giving her my phone number. So I changed it. And I told her I don't have a phone. And we're going to go back to that. Because you don't know how to act. I thought that she would have been appreciative that after all this time, she finally gets a number to contact me. And this is what she does. But yet she'll tell somebody that she likes me. There's no difference between the way she treats her enemies and the way that she treats her friends. Which explains why she has fam family that literally lives a block away and they don't visit her. They don't call her. They don't tell her happy birthday. They don't invite her to Thanksgiving dinner. I understand why. She doesn't have not one friend. If it wasn't for her giving birth to two children and for her having one sister, she would literally have nobody because she don't know how to treat people. 
She has never known how to treat people. If you're almost 90 years old and you're being petty and childish, you've been petty and childish from the beginning. It didn't just start. And so I decided that um, I'm going to continue to ignore her since she won't be a woman and acknowledge how she feels. Now, let's just say hypothetically, she said, yeah, you made me mad when you didn't answer your phone. I would tell her to get a life, put on her big girl panties and find something to do. You could get a home health aid two, three days out of the week. You can go to one of those independent living facilities for um, living facilities for elderly people. You could go play bingo, go to church. You got a lot of energy. If you could spend an entire day moving around furniture with your walker, you got energy. Get a part-time job. Unemployment is hiring. For, and they're looking for people to work from home. Work part-time five days a week. Make some money. Do something. But don't be mad over something so stupid. And then it dawned on me that her elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. She's a psychopath. She's crazy. She needs serious psychological evaluation and medication. She needs to resolve why she's angry. I'm not the reason why she's angry. This anger has been in her from before I had even um, moved into my place. And I've lived here for 15 years. So it's not me that she's mad at. She never resolved why she was mad. If somebody gets something that she doesn't get, she's mad. If I polish my nails, she's mad. If I buy a fan, she's mad. If I get my hair done, she's mad. If I get a sofa, she's mad. If I get some bread from the food pantry, she's mad. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy person right there. And the number one thing that I've learned from her is have something to do once I retire. That way I don't be a nuisance to other people because I don't have a life. Even before I retire, I need something to do, which is why I'm an entrepreneur aside from working as a nurse. So aside from me recognizing that her elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, I also realized that she's, she has been obsessed with me for 15 years. There's been times where she would wake up and just make all of this noise with stomping in her walker bright and early in the morning. The birds aren't even chirping yet, and she's thinking about being a nuisance. That's telling me that I was on her mind. Before she goes to bed at night, she's stomping around and dragging that walker. That's letting me know I'm on her mind. Day after day, she's doing this. I'm on her mind every day. Sometimes I'm on her mind all day long. She wants to know every move that I make and every breath that I take. If I fart, she wants to know about it. 
I personally think she had an episode or two when she was younger with a woman. That's what I think. Because there's no way I would be almost 90 years old obsessing over somebody who is 50 years younger than me. I'm not obsessing over anybody now. But I bet any amount of money, if I were to give her my attention, she would stop for about two days and then she would require my attention again. And the way that she would get it was if I was, if she has a temper tantrum and I respond to her, she'll stop and calm down and be okay for about two days. And then she'll, she'll think, oh, I had a tantrum for her attention the last time and it worked. So why don't I just have a tantrum again for her attention and she'll come to me? It's like I gave birth to her and she's my child. And mommy is busy doing X, Y, Z. And the baby wants mommy's attention. And so the baby has a tantrum so that mommy can stop what she's doing and coddle the baby. And then after the coddling, the baby will be okay. I did a podcast called Emotional Detachment. Detachment or Attachment. Go back and listen to that podcast. And so I I can see that what she never got from her mother, <clears throat> she still requires it. And she's almost 90 years old. She was never mentally and emotionally developed into adulthood, which is why she's childish for her age. I have no intention. It will be a cold day in hell before I give her my attention. She can no longer... uh, Well, she's going to always obsess over me until either she dies or I move out. But she can't have my attention and my presence to obsess over me. In my face, she's smiling, she's laughing. Behind my back, she's ready to combust. She does combust, (laughs) for that matter. So I want to tell you, if somebody does not want to be bothered with you, leave them alone. Find something to do. There's free classes all over the place. There's apps where you can learn a new language. Get a bike and go for a bike ride. Exercise. Do some yoga. Stretch. Cook. Clean. Do laundry. Shave. I don't know. Do something. Stop obsessing over people that don't want to be bothered with you. They don't want to be bothered with you for a reason. The reason could be they're going through their own thing, which has nothing to do with you, and you shouldn't take that personal, or you did something. If you want to know what you did and you can handle the truth, go and ask the person why they don't want to be bothered with you. And then don't make the same mistake twice. But don't obsess over people that don't want 
to be bothered with you. Have some type of, of build your self-esteem. Love yourself. This is a perfect time to be arrogant. <laughs> this is the perfect time to use some arrogancy. Moving right along to the third thing I want to talk about is for all my women who are 40 and over. You're 40 years old and over. You know what I've discovered? There's things that people don't tell you. Nobody mentions it. Like when you have a baby. There's some things that people don't tell you. Like... Every time a baby cries, don't go running to the baby. People don't tell you those things. People don't tell you that when you turn 40 years old, anything that's going to happen to your health is going to start to come out. Whatever that may be. It could be losing hair. It could be eczema. It could be acid reflux. Um, diabetes, whatever it is. It starts to gain weight and it starts sticking. Whatever it is. I've discovered that ovulation hurts. And nobody told me about this. Nobody told me about it. At first, I like threw up and nothing was coming out. And my stomach was killing me. I couldn't eat anything. And then, you know, once the acid comes out of your belly from regurgitating, it burns your throat. So I really couldn't drink anything either. Just to have something to regurgitate. And so I was like, oh my God, I think, you know, I ate something. It'll subside. Then the second day came, and it was worse than the first day, and I was like, oh, my God, why does my stomach feel this way? And I had, like, no appetite, and my stomach was just crazy. And on the third day, my stomach was still upset, and I really wasn't eating anything. I, like, made myself eat in the morning, but for the rest of the day, I ate absolutely nothing. So for three days... I really didn't eat. I had made myself, you know, have fruit or, you know, the eggs. And there was one morning that I had like one packet of oatmeal and I threw some raisins in there just to have something to eat in my stomach. Some, just to have something in my stomach. And then it dawned on me. Okay, I didn't eat anything bad. It's not food poisoning. Let me check to see if I'm ovulating. I just had this thought that it was ovulation. And so I went and looked and saw that I was in the window of ovulation. I said, oh, this is what it is. I've tried Pepto-Bismol. I've tried aspirin. i tried a hot bath. I've tried tea. Um, a hot pack, heating pad. None of it worked, so I just had to let it pass. 
but nobody tells you that ovulation hurts and there's nothing that you can take to get rid of that pain you just have to let it pass and so I did a little research on why does ovulating hurts and in a nutshell it's just your body preparing to release the egg so that you can get pregnant on ovulation day in my 30s and my 20s and my teens I never had any pain associated with ovulation I didn't even know when I was ovulating now I know when I'm ovulating and it hurts so for those of you who are having uh, cramping when it is not that time of the month and you didn't need anything foul <laughs> know that it's ovulation and ovulation hurts so those are the three things that I have wanted to talk about today on this podcast I do hope that you have learned much and gleaned much as usual and, um, just to reiterate these three points I want to say don't break trust with anyone apply it to all of your relationships specifically you managers and supervisors the second thing I want to tell you is don't obsess over anyone you need something creative to do find something to do and I don't think I need to tell an adult how to find something that you like to do and the third thing that I want to reiterate is that ovulation hurts. These are three completely different topics, but they were really good points that I have wanted to talk about. Enjoy your Juneteenth. Go out and protest Black Lives Matter. And Shalom.